are not meant to live an unhappy, miserable life. There is joy within the pain that goes on in our world and we just have to seek it and find it and it's there and it's beautiful. And in my opinion, and maybe you can speak to this, it doesn't exist without Jesus. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15, verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in His love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Author, speaker, and podcaster Jody Howe joins me on the podcast today, representing joy. Throughout crippling anxieties and the journey to discover what was happening to her, she was introduced to God in a deeper and richer way. Now she sees the joy in all facets of life. We had a great conversation, and she will capture your heart. Here's Jody. Jody, how how are you? Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it is my honor. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I love your podcast. And you know what? I'm so excited that we can share joy to everyone. It's my favorite yes. thing. I know we are the, <laughs> we are joy girls, and the, the joy girls got to stay together. That's for sure. Yes, yes. Well, a little background. We, you know, we we knew of each other, you know, as we do, as we do. But but a month ago, it's been a month. We have we actually had a chance to meet at the Spark Media Conference, and we got a chance to see each other, and it was so great. So I'm so happy to have met you in person. Yeah. And um, have you on the show. Yvette, you're the real deal. You're the real deal. You just absolutely exemplify beauty and joy. So I always love that because you don't know what you're going to get off of online to physical. And no one surprised me. They just absolutely blew me away more with their beauty, their love and their heart for Christ. So you were such a blessing. So I'm glad we were talking in the bathroom too. I'm going to be podcast and you're going to be on my podcast because us okay. girls needed to go and check in on ourselves. Absolutely. No, <laughs> it's <great> true. <laughs> well, I mean, I love, I love your ministry. Um, you know, your podcast, the air that I breathe. And I love that you do have a heart for those that struggle with, uh, with anxiety and depression. And just before we got on, we started talking a little bit about 2020 and how I think a lot of that kind of crept out of people who maybe didn't even realize they had it. So I want to talk to you about how you, you know, what you talk about and how you deal with that in your ministry and the fact that, and as I know you know this, that you don't have to be happy all the time to have the joy of the Father. I know you know that. But um, but let's get into that. I do want to know a little bit about you. So tell us about yourself. Well, that's so great. Thank you so much. And again, it's my honor to be here. So I hail from upstate New York. I'm actually from Syracuse. And it was probably about, 
it was about 20 years ago or so, and I could put too many dates on it, that my anxiety started to come about. So I went to, I, I went to Syracuse University alongside of living in Syracuse. And as I started to go through the, that next stage of life, and I tell you this as a part of my testimony because it can help you know a little part of who I am as well. It kind of like intertwine. I ended up getting my first panic attack when I was walking through the processional at my graduation. And I think it was probably just the overwhelming feeling that this new world, this new open world was going to be placed in front of me and I didn't know what I was going to do with it, right? You know, you go to college, you learn, you have fun, you, but then you're like, okay, now you got to go out into the real world and actually live. You got to make money, you got to pay your bills, you got to just figure it all out. And it was just... It happened. I didn't know what was going on, but I ended up going to a medic room and I spent four hours there instead of walking through my processional. So I actually missed my whole graduation, oh. not knowing what was actually going on. I know it was such a shame. And to this day, my mother came running to me at, I was living in a sorority house, came running to me at the room after the whole graduation thing and was mad at me. She's like, I can't believe everything your father and I did to get you through graduation to of a, a great college, give you a great degree, and you decide to sleep in and not show up to your graduation. And my, to this day, I still think she thinks I, I skipped it. But no, I was there. And yeah, that was, that was the beginning to a, an incredibly long testimony on anxiety. But then I went to New York City. I lived there. So I'm a... I, I'm a singer. I sing on my church's worship team. I know you're very big into worship music as well. And so before I got into worship music, I was always singing just secular commercial music for a lot of years. In fact, that was my major at Syracuse. And so I, as I went through this graduation kind of learning about myself, I decided, guess what? I'm going to go to New York City and I'm going to pound the concrete jungle and I'm going to figure out how I can, you know, make it in this world. And so I did that for a couple of years and then I ended up realizing that is a lot harder than it. Well, I don't even want to say it's harder than it looks because I don't even think it looks easy, but it is hard. It is hard to, you know, kind of achieve that kind of music acting, you know, world that a lot of people are always pounding the pavement to achieve. So then I ended up moving back to Syracuse and then I, my, my husband now, boyfriend at the time, we decided to move to California. So we lived in San Francisco for a few years and that's where anxiety attack number two started to uh, overtake me. And a lot of it was because I was new in this incredibly big state city and I didn't know anyone and a lot of overwhelming feelings and all that happened. And so I kind of handled it similar to what I how I handled it before where I dealt with it, but then it seemed to just subside. So then we decided to move back and we went back to New York City, lived there for a few years tried the whole acting music thing out again. And, you know, it just didn't, didn't happen. But little by little, God was working his way into my story. It was like he was knocking on the door and saying, hey, do you want to know me? Because I know you and I know you and I could have an incredible life together. But I was still resistant. I was young and figured I had it all together. I knew what I was doing. So then my husband and I got married. We moved back to Syracuse, New York. We had babies. And sort of just live the life, right? You know, just what everyone is, you know, house, cars, uh, parties, fun, friends, and then anxiety attack number three hit. And this time with a vengeance. This time it was so bad. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't function. And I knew at that time that I couldn't just wait for it to subside. But the irony is that God was working so much through that, that he, uh, he showed up in ways that there's no doubt in my mind it was 
It was the anxiety that he needed to really get to me. So it was when I was very, very sick, my mother said, you need to go visit a friend of ours who is not a doctor, not a psychologist, not an expert in anxiety, just someone that she knew loved the Lord. And she said, you need to go and and have some lunch with her and talk with her. And it was there that it was like Jesus had placed this whole just appointment. It was an appointment that happened that he, she was praying for me when I walked in. She was enlightening me with some spiritual truths. She asked me to join a Bible study. I was apprehensive because I wasn't walking with Christ, but I said yes to that. And it was just a series of saying yes, going forward. And then Jesus, the Holy Spirit came in and saved. And it was from there on where I am today. If you're listening to the show, you're already a member of the Positively Joy family. But now you can actually join our new membership levels and support the show while getting bonus content and free merch. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to learn more. Now I have a couple of questions. When attacks one and two came, did you think that they were one-offs, that they were, oh, it happened, it'll never, you know, happen again? Or at that point, did you get on medication? So I didn't at those times. I didn't. I was always afraid of medication. I've yeah. never been one of those people that, you know, want to medicate things away. So I, I really never went that route. I will tell you that I found alcohol to be a good way to short term heal it. It's the worst thing to ever do. So if you ever if anyone gets a chance to listen to my earlier podcast, you know, I never speak to using anything other than a safe medication from a, a, a prescribed medication from a doctor. Mm-hmm. And of course, using our spiritual strength as well. But, yeah, you know, no, I was I, using other right. a lot of a lot of self-medication going or self-medicating going on. Now, attack number three. Yeah. So that was significant. Yeah. Um, and then your mom says, OK, I want you to go talk to this person. Uh, you know, sometimes our mothers tell us to do things and we say, OK, but I mean, you couldn't yeah. have known, you couldn't have known what was going to come. So I mean, just how, how was that? Like, you're like, okay, mom, I'm going to go or whatever you, you know, was that, was that relatively quickly after the attack had happened or had some months gone by? It, no, it was relatively quickly. It was about a few weeks into it. But remember I was, so I couldn't eat, sleep or just function. And so my and I was losing a lot of weight. And I was just unable to go out and be social. And so as a mom, as as any mom would naturally want to do, was she was very concerned for my physical and mental health. So it was a few weeks in that God said to her, you need to send Jody over to my friend Denise's house. And it was so godly. It was such a divine appointment Mm -hmm. because, again, this woman had nothing. Right? Because she had nothing but the faith of Christ in her. It wasn't like she had any medical background. It wasn't like she's ever, she doesn't even have anxiety. It was definitely a true appointment. Wow. When you got there, yeah. she probably had God all over her. I mean, you know, we know those people where we just can see it, right? So when you got yes. there, and I'm and I'm taking that this is kind of a turning point for you. Uh, when you got there, mm-hmm. what was it like? So she actually lives like 10 minutes away from me. And so just to allow the audience to understand. I've known her for many years. It's just was a family friend. Well, when I got there and I'm not walking with Christ. So I'm thinking everything she's doing is weird and odd. I was raised Catholic. So I considered myself a priest or I'd show up to 
Okay. Show up to Christmas and Easter and little in-betweens. But when I walked in there, she was on the phone with her sister who lived in London, who was dying of breast cancer and other cancers. They both were true Jesus loving women. So I walk in and she goes, I'm getting off the phone with Catherine. And I think at one point in my time in my life, I had met Catherine. She goes, we're praying for you. And when you're not in this arena of walking with the Lord and people and fellowship, it's weird when someone says that to you, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, whatever. Like, what is that doing? What, what possibly could that be doing for, for me? But thank you anyway. And I know that sounds arrogant and I know that sounds tremendously naive, but that's where I was. I wasn't with the, I wasn't in a walk, but we sat down and I just, I just took a leap of faith in those moments together. I didn't know what was going to happen, but we just talked about life. She asked me questions, you know, is there something wrong in your home life, your marriage? And honestly, Yvette, nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it was nothing concrete. It was just hormonal life, fear. I was moving into my forties that I think overwhelmed me. And it was just, it happens. It happens to a lot of people. And after having incredible conversations with a psychiatrist who was very, very smart during this, these episodes, this third episode, he explained to me that this is actually a very natural thing that happens to men and women during a stage in their life when the family is all set and you're moving on to your next stages. So, Mm, but mm. you know, it was awkward, but it was divine and nothing was going to get in the way of that, which to this day, I, I couldn't be more grateful to the Lord because from there on my walk began wow. and it's been incredible. So, so it began, that walk began there and it's taking you to now where you are doing a lot of wonderful things and you're being such a kingdom builder and a resource for people out there. So how did that conversation in that room and you were thinking, I don't know what this is going to come, you know, what's going to come of this. How did you get yeah. to where you are now? And what is your biggest message today? Okay. Well, so after those episodes subsided, as I started to heal, I did go on medication. I knew I had to, but I also knew that it wasn't enough. It was the spiritual medication mixed with what Western medicine gives us. So I did, I did actually uh, do the Western medicine. I did the spiritual healing. I did the psychological healing, went and saw a psychologist. But after that meeting that I had with my friend Denise, she had asked me if I wanted to join a Bible study. And again, that's very foreign, right? Because I've never done a Bible study. But God was like, no, you got to get in on that. So we would meet together Wednesday mornings. It was my mother, my friend Denise, another friend of ours, Stacy, and myself at Wegmans, which is a big grocery store in the Northeast. It's actually moved its way down here where I am now, which is North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we just started going into this very awesome study. It was really like a how to become a Christian 101 study. And it it, it started, the seed was planted. And he just, I started to see that the world that I was living, which was for the world, for the flesh, was not sustainable. And that when I started to learn more of who he was, Christ in my life, I started to see a life of abundance that he promises us. And so as I spent about a year or two in upstate New York, learning more about Christ, I was a new baby Christian, 
to anyone who's ever started to walk, you think you know everything. And 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 I'll and I'll give you a funny story because I love I love when I tell this to people and they can relate so much. In that Bible study, there was a there was a time or there was a a questionnaire and be, between the numbers of one and ten, where are you as a sinner? And at the time, I'm a newborn Christian. One being you are a hot mess. Ten being you are one step below Jesus. <laughs> Guess what number I gave myself a vet? What? Eight and a half. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I laugh at that because my friend Denise, who's, who's had a much deeper walk, looked at me. She said, oh, really? You're an eight and a half. She goes, I think Mother Teresa's a seven. <laughs> and I thought, well, but she just don't know, right? Well, yeah. today, that's what my number is. It's like a negative zero. I'm a hot <laughs> mess, but I love the Lord. But it was a teaching part of that study that showed you that we are just sinners, but we are always going to fall short of the glory of God. But, oh, we give him all the glory in everything we do. So, you know, that that was a funny a funny part of of those early stages in my walk. But it was about a few years into that, my husband and I decided we needed to change and we moved down here where I am right now in the Triangle area of North Carolina. And this is where God needed me to be. It is a much bigger environment for people of faith. You can you know, it's very easy to to walk in your faith sometimes in the south. It's a little easier you know, and there's so many different churches, so many different opportunities here. And as that process of moving from New York down here came into, he put that in my lap, the idea of a book about writing about this anxiety experience was laid on my heart as well. Because when I was going through this, I didn't really necessarily have a book that I was looking for. There are tons of books on faith. There are tons of books on anxiety, but I was looking for something specific. So I said, I'm going to write it. And God said, go for it. So I, so I wrote this devotional that has not been published yet, but I'm actually working on some exciting things going forward that I can tell you in a, in a little bit. And as he brought me down here, I, I just got into church. I got into church ministries I kept involving myself with with Bible studies and fellowships, and it was it's just become this beautiful journey of of spiritual growth that I know that has absolutely become a, a game changer in my life. Mm, so beautiful, so so beautiful, and you are right yeah. about him him putting us places. Now, you know, in the Bible, we we see him putting people in places that get out of their comfort zone, right? But I think oh, yeah. that, yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes he does <laughs> place us in places that are, that as you, as you said, are more are more Christian friendly, especially I think when we're at the beginning, so that we yeah. can so we, that we can build that up. It was same for me in Oklahoma. You know, I in, as a journalist, I moved around a lot. But when I came to Oklahoma and realized that I could be a journalist and a Christian at the same time and talk about it. Uh, that was new. That was new to me. I think he does that so that he can build us up. Now, maybe we will go at some other time to a place maybe that's not so friendly, but we will we have we will have been built up because he placed us right here okay. before. Yes, and, yes. I, and I 
Right. And I'm sure you can speak to this as well, Yvette, but there were so many times in my life where I felt like I was equipped and he would pull me aside and be like, not yet. I'll get you to this spot, but you're not ready for this. You're not ready for this. And I'm so grateful. And I tell you, I, I tried to overstep him a few times. And if you ever try to overstep God, I don't suggest it. <laughs> it doesn't have the best results, but it's all a, a learning tool. And he always may, turn, works it out for good if you're obedient. So, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, it was in his plan. In his plan. Well, I know that. And that you know, and I mentioned this earlier, that you understand that what what true joy is. I believe yeah. that for for me, the fathers asked me to talk about what real joy is because people really don't understand what that is. They think it's being happy, sure. being content, and you can be happy and content and have joy, but it's not the same thing. As someone yeah. who has struggled with anxiety or with any kind of mental condition. Um, and and they're listening now, for example, how can they determine that there is still a way to find true joy, even though you may not be feeling your best? So one of my favorite phrases, and I and I and I can adjust it to our conversation. My favorite phrase is peace is not the absence of problems, but the presence of God. Mm. But it's also the presence of joy. It's the present, uh, it's the presence of love. It's the presence of God comes into our world and shows us that the world that we have created, right? He gave us this world and he gave us this, this earth and, but he gave us free will. So in essence, the pain and the hurt is what we've created as society and as humans, but he comes in. And, and when I say peace is not the absence of problems, it's not, my anxiety has not gone away. I'm never going to be cured from anxiety, but I'm healed from it because he's equipped me to know more about it. I, I speak to a lot of uh, ways with my podcast about tried and true tips, applying practical measures alongside of scripture and prayer, because God is in control of my life and he's going to infuse me with that peace, with that, even though the problems are still there, but I have to be intentional about it as well. I have to make the effort every single day to know that these are certain foods I can't eat because they may cause anxiety or this atmosphere may infuse this kind of anxiety in my life, or it may cause a little more panic or whatnot. These are some breathing techniques that I'm going to need to have on hand in case something is going on and I need to just sort of bring myself down and so many other things. So yes, God is, he is the presence of what the world is going to try to overpower us to give us the doubt, the fear, the panic, and all of that. And to me, Yvette, that's the same with joy. Mm -hmm. Because I can find joy, even though I may have had a fight with my husband and things are a little off kilter in my family life. I can find moments and nuggets within our, my day because I'm trusting in the Lord with all my heart. Because I'm believing that he is going to give me a constant reminder of what joy feels like, even though somebody might be sick that I love so very much. And I'm not saying that we don't, you know, in Romans, we're not going to, I'm not saying don't mourn with those that are mourning and don't, you know, I'm saying that we are not meant to live an unhappy, miserable life. There is joy within the pain that goes on in our world. And we just have to seek it and find it. And it's there and it's beautiful. And in my opinion, and maybe you can speak to this, it doesn't exist without Jesus. There, I never knew what joy felt like 
until I built that relationship with him. I never knew it. I didn't know what it felt like because happy is short term. Joy is forever. So I totally agree with you. And we both said we've been raised Catholic and I'm not blaming Catholicism at all. Let me give a great example because it's current. I have a thyroid condition that sometimes just takes me off kilter and I have a flare up. It's Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm-hmm. And I have been having a terrible, terrible uh, infl- inflammational weekend. <laughs> and sometimes it brings on a migraine and I just don't feel good. But you and I scheduled this about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I and I knew that as, as women of faith, we ha- our messages are so important because if it reaches one person, right? One person needed to find that hope. So a little while ago, I was talking with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I just, I wish a vet would call me and cancel because I don't feel good. But mm-hmm. I, I know that that's easier said than done, people's schedules and all that. So with that said, I looked up to the Lord and I said, Lord, I just need you to bring me to a place of, of glorifying you with a great conversation with my friend. And he's done it, Yvette. This is what joy is. I There's nothing on this earth I love doing more than talking about Jesus with, with women and men of faith. Nothing on this world more. I love it. I love that we connect, we encourage, we support, we enlighten. So this is what joy is. Even though it's a, there's a problem. I have a physical problem. You see what I mean? And, it, yeah. and it's real. So, you know, I'm a testimony to that. So good. So good. Yeah. So I want to know where the title of your podcast and ministry came from, because I, number one, I love it. And I love it that, you know, we, we breathe, we, if we, if we seek, we can just breathe him in everywhere, but I don't know that that's exactly what you were going for. So where did that come from? That's exactly where I was going with it. So you've heard of the song by Michael W. Smith, right? The air that yes, I breathe. That's right. Okay. I heard that song a few years ago and I trying to come up with a ministry name and there's so many great ones out there. And I finally realized the air that I breathe and I'm a singer. So breathing is an incredibly important part of a singer's life. You have mm-hmm. to learn how to breathe. And you have to learn how to breathe well, breathe well. So I was blessed that in college, I had a, a professor who just, she taught me the right way to breathe. And there are you know, a lot of confusion in the vocal industry about how you are to breathe correctly. And then it was just the, you know, the panic attacks. I had to learn how to breathe effectively when a panic attack was happening because it really truly does take your panic panic attack down to a peaceful level. 90% of the time, if you learn how to breathe correctly and breathe it out, because what you're doing is you're just, you're, it's pent up fear and energy and you're, you're tightening your, your larynx and your, your chest and, and, and your breathing and everything is tightening up. And then your body's reacting, you're starting to sweat and you're starting to get nervous and feeling faint and all of that. I mean, that's typically what people feel when they're having a panic attack. And, and a lot of times that replicates when people have the, you know, the feelings of having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So the breathing of music, the breathe. And then of course, the most beautiful part is when I, you know, you're breathing, we have to breathe to survive. And I wanted to get it across to people that you need Jesus to survive. Mm. He is the air that I breathe because I can't live without him. Just like I can't live without my breath. So there's the so, significance of that phrase in that ministry name. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And I knew, um, just knowing you, I knew that there was something even deeper than just that surface level that I was thinking. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, breath is just, I mean, and there's been a lot of great songs about breath and about breathing Christian songs. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, really, really good stuff, but it, it is, a, it is that essential, that essential element of life breath. And he gave that to yeah. us, you know, he, he did. Gave, and, and when you are outside on a beautiful summer day and you just breathe in and you smell, you know, maybe there's some jasmine around you or whatever. And, and, and even if it just smells like dirt, like that smell of dirt or just, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's nothing that can beat that. I'm a city girl, but I have come to, cause I'm from Chicago originally, but I really come to appreciate just the outdoors. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a hiker or anything like that. I don't go crazy. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm but, with I, you, girl. But, <laughs> but I like, I mean, but I, I appreciate life outside. And I, and a lot of that yeah, is what I, we take in through our lungs. Um, Amen. It is. That, it, and it, just spewing out Jesus, spewing yeah. out the love through through the fruits of the spirit, right? Spewing out that love and that, uh, yeah, and the hope that we want to give in ministry. Absolutely. There's a lot of relevance to breathing. Not, yeah. a, not just because it's, it's the only way you can live, but... Absolutely. And just so you know, I was a city girl living in New York City and well, and and I do love the country and suburban life. And I pray that someday God moves me to the mountains where I have a gorgeous view. Right now I'm just in suburban life, but I loved the city when it served its purpose. And even though it didn't smell always so great, (laughs) there's nothing like getting out of a taxi or just getting off a subway or a train or whatever and breathing in the energy of those big cities. There's nothing mm. like that. And that's a cool thing to be able to experience. I'll never forget it. So, so let's talk about your podcast and your ministry. Um, what are you, you know, hoping to do? Um, do you have anything special coming up? Um, anything like that? What's your favorite, your favorite uh, episode has been? I just love to hear a little bit more about that. Oh, that sounds great. Well, I could tell you really quick what my favorite episode to this day is my fear of flying episode. And I interviewed a pilot because as a person that deals with anxiety, I was, I've always been, I mean, I haven't always been afraid of flying. I will say that because I used to fly all the time when I was in high school, we were, I was on a dance team. In fact, we used to go from New York to, to Texas a lot. I think it was, you got, you get older and you just start to see life a little more real. And I start, so I started to build this tremendous fear of flying, like really, really bad. And, you know, it, I, I had a tremendous fear before Christ and I still had a, a tremendous fear with him, with that walk. And it wasn't that I didn't trust him. It's just that as people of anxiety, it's an overpowering, powering feeling that can be physical and emotional. So, you know, the best way to handle that is to get on top of it because I can tell you that what I, what I ended up going on, I was flying in in February of this year to Florida for a women's retreat. And I went on this fear of flying Facebook site. And I got to tell you that it was, it was, it wasn't helpful because people are petrified. I mean, like asking people to track their flights and all that. So I went on this trip. I had major panic attacks. I landed in Raleigh, North Carolina. And the Lord said, you need to interview a pilot. So I did. And I got to tell you, it was one of my most favorite conversations because not only did I think it was helpful for my audience, it helped me. So when Mm. I flew to Dallas a few weeks ago, it was bearable. In fact, when I landed, I'm like looking online for cute luggage because I might be doing more of this. So, oh but so, God. yeah, that, that is, 
I know, but I, but my podcast, what my podcast speaks to is it speaks to what I was looking for. I have so many stories, but one of the big things that I, I decided to do about five years into my medication and my walk with Christ is wean myself off the medication because I thought that maybe it was a placebo effect. Mm-hmm. So I went off the medication as under the advice of a doctor, but it backfired. I got back to the way I felt after that third episode of anxiety. So as I had to start over again, not not at all to the point where I was 10 years ago, but I just had to get back on the medicine. And I was I had my faith at that time. I was looking for a book, a way, a conversation that I could go into every single day that would help me to work through the effects of the medicine because most anxiety medicines don't, they don't take, they don't happen and they're not a quick fix. They take mm-hmm. a while to get into your system. So because I had to restart that that train again, I wrote that's really where the essence of my book, which then turned into a podcast, was a day and a night conversation with tips, prayer, testimonies. Well, it actually goes tips, testimony, scripture prayer, and sometimes I would throw a scripture, another scripture in between, where every single day, someone who recognizes that they have anxiety can look to this during the day to find tips and ways that they can heal, start their healing process, and night, because night is its own animal. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you can work on the day part of it, when you go to lay down in that bed and you know you have anxiety, you're going to fear a panic attack. And so a lot of tips that I give to just help you to sleep in a more comfortable environment, have that book waiting for you that you need to read. If you're tossing and turning for a half an hour, get out of bed and go somewhere else and go to a dim light and just read a book, read a couple chapters of a book. All these kind of things, which are my practical applications alongside of the scripture and the prayer is what I wrote. And so I wrote that in a 22 day devotional, what what I was looking for. And that's, that, that is what has been put together. I've talked to certain publishers about it, but what I think we're going to do now from this next step in the ministry is, is I'm going to make it a PDF and I'm going to make it available on my website. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what my summer goal is, is to go back and edit it some more and make it available on the website. Alongside of what I did is I started a YouTube, Facebook channel type. So I'm doing more video. I found mm. that I've gotten tremendous response. People love to see to see me just with my expressions and crazy personality and all that. So I've been t- I was told a lot in Dallas that I need to do more of that. So I'm starting to do more videos and you know, alongside of the podcast, I've got episodes that I'm going to be I'm doing a, some great interviews which you and I need to talk about as well coming forward in the next couple months and just seeing where God leads us, right? Just Absolutely. letting him just drive the, you know, take the wheel and show us where we need to be. So we could just reach those people with hope. Absolutely. Uh, if someone is listening and they are experiencing anxiety or depression uh, and they could have a takeaway from this conversation, other than check out your resources, other than that, uh, what is the <laughs> takeaway? Cause they should, cause they definitely should. But what is the takeaway, um, do you think? I, I, there's, can I give two? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to encourage people that a lot of times in the wellness world, we think to the mind, body, and spirit. And that's great. That's a wonderful way to start building a better wellness within ourselves so we can start to live our best lives. But I want to encourage a little different thought process. Your mind is an incredible instrument that can lead us in good directions and can completely take us down 
and, and, and hurt us because our emotions and all of that. And it was about a few months ago where a therapist laid on my heart, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, where it says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete without the blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love that because what I want to encourage people is to really enrich their spirit. The Holy Spirit is the counselor that God left behind, right? For us. Yes. And the counselor, and I'm not ever, I will tell anybody who is dealing with anxiety, you need to see a doctor, make sure you get a full workup, make sure nothing else is happening. Go see a counselor, go have some really good conversations. And I encourage a Christian counselor because I want you to get that faith foundation and all of those necessary things. But I love when this particular scripture speaks about the spirit first, because if you get, if you have the, which is what I was lacking when I was having that panic attack a few months ago with the flying is I was letting my mind take over. My mind mm-hmm. was telling me that plane is going to crash. My mind was telling me that I'm never going to come back to see my family again. My mind was telling me I couldn't be in a joyful place with these amazing women because I was supposed to enrich the fear. I was supposed to let the fear take over. But it wasn't until I landed and I started to connect to my spirit, the Holy Spirit, that counselor. And there, in fact, I started to work on my soul and my mind and saying, okay, this is what I need to work on, connecting myself to the spirit, understanding that the soul, which is connected to the mind, which is the psyche, and then the body starts to respond. Prayer is the bridge between panic and peace. Prayer is the conversation with the Holy Spirit spirit. Pray, 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 and pray for it all with that spirit. When you start to do that and all the other things that you can be doing as beautiful vessels to God, I truly believe you will find peace in the mental storms of life. Amen. Jody, thank you so much. This has been a wonderful <laughs> conversation and, and I think hopeful and helpful to uh, to people who may be listening to this. So um, I will definitely make sure that your uh, information is in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us how we can find you online and um, and your social. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Yes, I'm jodyhow.com. That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I have a Twitter, which I need to get more on as well. And my podcast, like you, Yvette, it's pretty much on every format that you can find a podcast on. We've got Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora. So yeah, you can I'm just Google me. You'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'll Jody, find me. Yeah, no, exactly. And well, and that's, and that is what we're supposed to do. We, we need to make ourselves easy to find um, just for those people out there who, who need to, who need to hear this. Um, and I also okay. love it if people just happen to stumble across stuff because, you know, God, God makes that happen all the time. So (laughs) absolutely. Thank you so much, Yvette. You are such an inspiration. It was such a blessing to see you in person and give you a hug. And I'm grateful for what you're doing, spreading joy, because I think a lot of people, once they get wind that it's possible to live in joy, they'll realize that they've been missing out and that there's, you know, it starts today. Let's continue to live through it with, with God in the presence. Amen. And right back at you, Jody. right back at you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. 
And also, on the website, go to the Talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.